All right, Sienna, here we are. Again, favourite time of week. NRLW semifinals are here. Uh, can't believe how quickly this season goes, but uh, there we have it. But before we get too carried away, let's do a little bit of a reflection. Uh, what's been your favourite moment from the season so far? So many amazing moments in such a quick season. It's unbelievable how fast this has gone and it's so hard to pick just one moment. But I think it was a big moment, not just for footy, but for women's sport. The girls opening the new Allianz Stadium, so the Roosters opening that one up, that was huge for women's rugby league and women's sport in general. So that's got to be my highlight of the season so far. Yeah, it was pretty special. What, what a spectacular stadium, you know, to watch uh, to watch rugby league in. Look, for me, it was the opening round because, you know, I'd like to say that I was a little bit modest coming into the season. Um, I wanted to try and keep expectations a little bit, you know, under control, under wraps for the Newcastle Knights, but... I couldn't help but be excited. You know, I really felt like this was um, a pretty special group. But, you know, one of my concerns was that, you know, how are we going to sort of bring it all together so quickly um, up against quite a few franchises who have been together, have built combinations over a few years. So, you know, my, my favourite moment of the season was just that opener against the Brisbane Broncos because it allayed so many fears. 32 points to 14, six tries to three, uh, the unveiling of uh, our young halfback in Jesse Southwell and a few other um, special moments. But, you know, as a Newcastle Knights fan, um, you know, it has been difficult. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, sitting back, obviously, and, and enjoying things at the moment. But, uh, yeah, look, it's it's been a special ride, but now the real footy begins. Uh, the, you know, this is where things get a little bit interesting. Um, and let's check it out. Let's kick off the show. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show. My name is Dan Frost. This is Season 2, Episode 45. Um, what an incredible uh, season it has been uh, here tonight with Sienna. Sienna, let's dive straight into it because me and you are buzzing. You know, we've been preparing to talk finals for a little bit of time now. Um, a few of the big contenders, they obviously unveiled themselves um, pretty early on in the season and uh, here we are. But let's just quickly recap um, on what was a very weird and wonderful finish to the competition, um, in particular the latter. So, Sienna, we had in first place the Sydney Roosters. They finished with 10 points. They were 5-0. and um, Just a quick thought on the Roosters as we quickly work, work our way down through the ladder. I think the Roosters are red hot to take the premiership at the moment. I think they've shown what can be built if you keep a, like the same team as the previous season and you're able to build those combinations. They're a great testament to allowing the NRLW to continue longer and those combinations to build, which they have built over the seasons. So looking good at Roosters camp. Incredible season for sure. They finished with a plus 98 uh, differential heading into the finals. The Newcastle Knights, they finished with eight points, uh, four wins, one loss. And obviously that loss was, you know, it, it could have gone either way, uh, that game against the Sydney Roosters. Sienna, I'm going to be telling you a lot about what I think about the Knights tonight, but giving you an opportunity off the top. The Knights are an impressive team. I think Jesse Southwell has brought a lot to the Knights as well. You've got Tamika Upton, Millie Boyle, and I think Kira Dibb hasn't taken the spotlight as much as she usually does, but she's such a solid player and she shows up all the time. 
The Knights are a special team and I think they're pretty unpredictable as well. So I'm really excited to see what they can do in finals footy. Yeah, so there we go. The Newcastle Knights finish in second place. Uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons, they finish in third. Uh, last year's run, runners-up uh, in the competition. Uh, Sienna, they finish on six points. Uh, three and two, they finish with their that record there. Uh, minus 29 differential. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the Dragons. I think the Dragons are quite a special team. I think their attack is something that we don't see much throughout the competition. They take a lot of risks and they dig deep into the line. Um, I think a few people have written the Dragons off already, but I wouldn't go that far. Um, they've got a lot of young talent and a lot of trust in each other across the park. So you know, I'm excited to see how they go. I think for a few clubs, the wheels have been turning for a little while now, knowing they were sort of, you know, a very good chance of playing finals football. So uh, now the real footy begins. Now, Sienna, uh, we're about to obviously preview some of these big games, but in fourth position, the Parramatta Eels. I mean, it, th- this is incredible. How did this happen? Parramatta Eels are going to be playing finals football. Yeah, I'm I'm confused, but excited for them. So they got that last win in the last round game, and I'm sure that was very excited exciting for them first win of the season and they managed to lock themselves into fourth place with um the titans and the broncos also only taking one win yeah. and boy that's special for them they've got a lot to fight for now everyone's going to be thinking they're out so we'll have to see if para shows up i think it's a bit of an anomaly uh with the competition expanding next year i don't think you're going to see a team win one game and find their way into finals football but look that's not to say they don't have the talent to you know, do a little something. But, yeah, they finish on two competition points. Uh, they get on, they get in to the finals on differential with a negative uh, 20. Um, yeah, incredible, incredible scenes. Speaking of incredible scenes, Sienna, uh, Broncos, they finish in fifth position. Um, this is one of those situations where a lot of people, and this very much is an Australian culture where, you know, we don't like the favourites, you know. Obviously, the Broncos, they're off the back of an incredible dynasty. A lot of people wanted the, the competition to even out. Well, the competition has evened out now. But how are you feeling, you know, watching the Brisbane Broncos? Um, yeah, only that one win, slide out of finals. It's been a, it's been a pretty dramatic season for the Bronx. Yeah, I can't believe it. Every week you go to do your tipping and it's like, oh, you got to tip the Broncos. You know they're winners. And I'm just in shock. One win this season. Um, I think they didn't quite gel the way we've seen the Broncos gel in previous seasons. Um, Ali Brigginshaw started off a little bit quiet. She came quite into her form at the end of the season, but I think it was just a little bit too late to get those combos going. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know what went wrong up in Brisbane, but... It's something they're definitely going to be looking to work on for next season. And I think alarm bells are ringing for next year for the rest of the competition because you've got uh, – that's a very proud club uh, with an incredible system and, and an unbelievable talent pool to choose from as well. So, yeah, despite us moving into expansion, I think this just might be the um, the fuel that they need to do something a little bit special next year. Uh, Sienna, the Gold Coast Titans, um, we did sort of speak, to, speak about them – in the preseason, it's just been that volatile, unpredictable football team that can beat anyone on their day. But here we are. They finish with the wooden spoon um, on two competition points, but that differential of negative 60, um, yeah, obviously that, you know, the defense would probably let them down uh, in this campaign. I think that's just a testament to defense wins games. Um, you can't be finishing on negative 60 and expecting to finish in a final spot. Um, Unfortunate for the Titans, they lost Emily Curtin. She didn't get to play 
any of the season. So she would have been a big difference to that club. Um, look, they, they kept showing up for each other. You can't fault them there. There was a lot of heart and guts in their performance, but just if you're not going to complete those sets and defend your line and show up for each other, then unfortunately that's what happens. So hey, that's a good it's a call. Sad one for them. That's a good call on M Curtin. Um, I, I reckon she's got a win in her, you know, like that's how big of a difference she is, you know, and, and M Curtin's in there, they get an additional win. They're in the final. So, uh, you know, it's not all doom and gloom for the Titans and they're going to take their licks and obviously, you know, look at, you know, the improvements they can make heading into next, next year. All right. Well, there's look a little bit of a recap as to where the uh, competition ladder finished up. But now let's talk all things finals football and let's start to preview some games. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to Big's plan at all. Um, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sienna, not the game we thought we were going to get, but here we are. The Parramatta Eels coming up against the Sydney Roosters. Let's start with the Parramatta Reels because, um, again, as we spoke about earlier, I think everyone's in a you know, bit of a shock. Obviously, they get their first win of the season in that final round, uh, somehow make their way into it. But I guess, Sienna, you know, finals football really is about starting again. You know, this is round one. This is game one. Forget form. Forget everything you've seen that comes before you. And again, similar to what we've done previously, if you just purely look at the Parramatta Reels list, there is so much talent out there in Western Sydney. And, uh, you know, this is one team that's certainly got nothing to lose. Yeah, for sure. I don't think they would have seen themselves playing finals football. So I hope they take this opportunity and run with it. Um, I mean, taking on the Roosters is pretty tough. And I think um, Para have had a lot of changes to their team list throughout the season. So, again, it's whatever team comes on the day. Um, whatever team we do see run out there for the finals, we're going to expect to come with a lot of energy and a lot of aggression. And I think Para have what it takes. I really, really do. Um, but again, it's finals footy. Um, it just depends whether they rise to the challenge. Sienna, this is the million dollar question. And this is a question that, you know, quite a few people are asking themselves at the moment, but, you know, sticking with the Parramatta reels, but how do you beat the Sydney Roosters? What are some of the things that Parramatta are going to be looking to do to try and get, you know, what would be an unbelievable upset? Yeah, it, it's going to be tough for them. I think Gail Broughton's going to need to chuck that step on and be in red hot form. Um, Ash Quinlan has been doing really good things out on that field. So um, I think if she's on fire, having a good game, that'll really make an impact. Um, Kennedy Charrington brings so much energy to the team. So I think continuing on with that energy and bringing what she's got on that finals day will be big for them. But I think just sticking to their structure and really trying to like bring some um, like plays into it and not just go completely ad lib will be really good for para. I think keeping to that structure and working and staying patient to get those points on the board will be key to beating the roosters for them. Yeah. And Sienna, I actually think that, they need to ambush the Sydney Roosters from the opener. And and I think, you know, looking at the Parramatta Reels and where some of their strengths are, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think some of their outside backs need to put in some all-time performances to really unsettle the Sydney Roosters. So I'm talking dramatic. I'm talking Gail Broughton um, at least getting one touch every single set. Now, obviously, you're going to fatigue heavily in that first half, but... 
you've only really got one chance. You know, if you're if you're you know significantly behind at half time, you know you 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 no chance of pinning the Sydney Roosters back. You've got to get a couple of scores ahead. You've got to start to get Sydney Roosters out of their rhythm. So I agree with you, Gail Broughton. She cannot get enough football early on in that first half. She really needs to come in there. Uh, Tiana Penatani, Rakia Horn. You know, these are the types of players that are going to be coming in and getting their team yardage. Penatani, the, the skipper there, captain, she's done a remarkable job. But again, it's just trying to keep your forwards as fresh as possible because Sienna, very, very soon, um, you know, they're going to have to stand up when fatigue sets in. And th- there just hasn't been too many forward packs that have been able to match it with the Sydney Roosters this year. Yeah, and I think Para have what it takes. I really do. Like they've got Ellie Johnston, Samaya Taufa, Kennedy Charrington, um, Brooke Anderson in there as well. They've got a lot of talent in that forward pack. And you're right, they need those outside backs carrying them forward, um, starting the set off with a lot of energy and getting the points on the board for those forwards to roll over and keep pushing. I think for Para, it's going to be a bit of a mental game as well. If the Roosters get out early, I think that'll be it for them. Um you know, you wouldn't have a lot of confidence going into it against the minor premiers, but they they do have what it takes. And I think if they go in there really physical from the get-go, we'll see an exciting game on our hands. So Quinlan, Preston, um, obviously got Brooke Anderson there. They're at hooker as well. And then you've got uh, Sally Mailangi uh, coming in off the bench, which is, you know, a little bit of a... A uh, little bit of an attacking f- threat as well. You know, what's what's your overall thoughts on the spine of the Parramatta Eels? I mean, you know, th- th- they're going to have to basically ball the Sydney Roosters to death. They're going to have to have a very solid kicking game. The kick chase is going to have to be unbelievable. This Parramatta Eels spine really has to be perfect. No errors. Getting to the grind. This is it. This is semi-finals football that they need to really try and take it to the Roosters. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for them, to be honest. It's a lot of raw talent at Para. Um, Quinlan and Preston, they're, they're pretty like inexperienced halves compared to the Roosters, but they have what it takes. They have a lot of talent. Preston's coming off the back of a Harvey Norman win. She should take a little bit of confidence with that. Um, Gail Broughton as well, she's new to league, so obviously doesn't have that experience in the league arena. Same with Brooke Anderson. She's pretty fresh into league, but... They, the talent is definitely there and they've got attacking flair. So I'm excited to see if they do back themselves and just go all in on the Roosters, what could actually turn out to be a big upset. Now, Sienna, the downfall of the Brisbane Broncos, remember, was that dramatic loss in the finals. So, you know, it's not to say that, you know, a, a highly successful uh, football team, you know, can't get a, can't, you know, obviously get a, get a dramatic loss, Um but my friend, the Sydney Roosters, they have literally been perfect. 5-0 and off the back of the Premiership win. You know, what, what's most impressive too is they helped rebuild the Newcastle Knights. So not only did the Sydney Roosters franchise finish first in this competition, but they also gave a little bit of sympathy uh, to my mighty Newcastle Knights. It feels like that group has rebuilt two lots of teams. It's been an incredible effort from the Sydney Roosters, but... You know, you just feel, Sienna, that, I, I don't know, I just don't have nerves that the Sydney Roosters will get undone here. I just, I feel like they've kind of known for quite a period of time that they were going to play finals football. And, you know, I, I feel like this is their moment to, to, you know, continue on, you know, with their, what has been an incredible season. Yeah, it seems like there's almost an aura of winning around the Sydney Roosters. Um, they're pretty incredible. They back themselves like 5-0 and coming off a premiership. 
They've got a lot of talent and they've rebuilt with some young talent as well. They haven't been afraid to give um, some young girls a shot. You've got Pani Hopawadi in there and Otessa Pule, who have just come out of Tasha Gale and they're starting for the Roosters and they're on fire. So, you know, it shows that this club's willing to back their juniors and they're willing to give them a shot and it's it, they're reaping the rewards now. It's paying off for them. Um, you've got Izzy Kelly, Jess Surges in the centres as well. It doesn't get much better than that. You got a bit and of- Racine McGregor's taken it to a new level in the halves. So I I personally don't see them getting beaten this season. It's uh, it, it yeah, it, it really is special. And you know, see, you know, the, the other thing that I've been looking at when it comes excuse me when it comes to the Sydney Roosters is just that fifty fifty possession. If the Roosters can just maintain their discipline, they can cut down on the errors and get into the fight and just get equal possession. The difference with the Roosters is that they're able to ice their opportunities, you know, where a lot of teams will waste good ball. It just feels like the Roosters, anytime they get a sniff, they're going to put it away. They're going to put those four points on the board and it just makes such a huge difference. Um, you know, a couple other players to talk about. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the fullback later on, Sammy Bremner, but... You know, the thing with the Parramatta Reels, when you look at where their strength lies, it is in their forward pack. Um, you've touched on it a little bit, but, yeah, what's your thoughts here? Do you think, you know, Roosters, Parramatta Reels, forward pack, who, who do you think gets the job done here? Yeah, look, I think the para forward pack really do have what it takes, but I just don't see the Roosters going down. Um, I think, you know, there's just too much strength there and too much confidence in their ability. Um, even, like, Keely Joseph, you know, she's – running rampant all over the NRLW. So, you know, I'm so excited to see this contest, but I really don't see the Roosters coming away second best. Yeah, look, 1v4, it's going to be a big task for Parramatta. No sitting on the fence. What's your, what's your prediction? And uh, have you got a score for us as well? I'm all for the Roosters, and I'm going to go 28 to 10. Okay, there we go. Yeah, look, I've got Olivia Koenig as uh, you know, player of the match. I, I think she's going to score a double. I love her line that she's running at the moment. And, um, you know, she's just it, – it's either it's either Olivia Koenig or, or Sammy Bremner out the back. You know, if, you go, if you're going short, you're going to Koenig. If you go at the back, you're going to Bremner. So, you know, it just depends on who's going to have a day out. And if it's both of them, look out. But I think Koenig's going to have a big one um, in this game. Look, I, I I tend to agree with you. I, I've got this one at 24-6. Um, I feel like Parramatta will keep it close early in that first half. They might even get that first try. But, um, yeah, look, there is just so much quality in this football team. All right, well, let's flip it over to the next semifinal. Um, and it is a bit of a replay, isn't it? You know, obviously a um, bit of an interesting situation where the St. George Illawarra Dragons uh, get to get – I guess, get their shot at redemption um, against the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Siena, 30 points to eight. The Newcastle Knights obviously defeated the Dragons. What I would say, um, obviously we'll start with the Dragons. We'll talk a little bit about them. But that last round, it is a little bit interesting, Siena. It's hard to know how much to take from that particular round because there's a little bit of um, a... there's some different lists. You know, you're bringing in some younger players. A couple of players are sitting down. Obviously, a lot of the players know that semi-final football is there. I guess what I would say is that I really don't feel like there is that much dis- distance between the Knights and the Dragons. 30 points to weight probably doesn't reflect where these two sides are. Yeah, no way, Dan. Um, I think having Kezi Apps out, Tale Holmes out, Monalisa Soliola, you know, there's three big names the Dragons that were all sitting out against the Knights um, in that last round clash. Um, I, I don't think they're that far apart. I think they're much closer than we think. Dragons didn't ice their opportunities very well 
in that last round game where the Knights were on fire. Jesse Southwell's kicking game was next level um, and that just took them to a whole nother level. But I think the Dragons can definitely match it with the Knights. Um, I think they shouldn't be written off too early. It's going to be a good contest and they're going to want some payback. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? And, uh, you know, when you think about, you know, the Dragons and where they're going to have to be successful, I just think there's going to have to be, um, you know, just that additional level of discipline that's going to have to come into play here. Again, I'm trying not to talk about the Newcastle Knights here, Sienna, but let's just say they are a team that can certainly punish you. At minimum, you definitely want to be winning that possession battle. And that's kind of where I do have a, uh, a lot of confidence in the St. George Illawarra Dragons because of their halves. Talk to us a little bit about them because, again, let's be honest, they've been a little bit inconsistent with their form this year compared to the previous season. But, again, quality's quality. You, you know, you look at Pearson, you expect this is probably going to be her game of the season. Oh, yeah. I think Rat will stand up and really bring everything she's got to this game. You know, it's a do-or-die final. Um, and she's got the talent. You know, she showed us that in that Blues game. Um, she's got what it takes. She's a really classy player. Um, she has been a little bit inconsistent with her form, but, you know, everyone goes through that a little bit. Um, hopefully she just takes the week leading into the final to reset and really just go go with it, take the week on board as it comes, you know, work on her combinations a little bit more throughout the week. And I reckon she'll be coming in clutch for that final. I think, you know, it, there's quite a few players that are going to have to step up here. But, Sienna, I think whilst there isn't that big of a gap between the two sides, I think there is a little bit of a gap. You know, the Newcastle Knights have absolutely stacked their side. So, you know, the Dragons, they're probably in that sweet spot where they're coming in as underdogs. No one thinks or gives them an opportunity. But coming into these games, there needs to be a handful of players that just take it personally, that just put the team on their back produce something truly special and something you can't game plan for. There's quite a few players that are sticking out to me. You know, we've spoken about Pearson in terms of this is going to be a massive game for her. Let's throw out a couple more to get more um, more names because, uh, yeah, the Dragons certainly have that talent. Let's talk a little bit about Emma Tonegato. Um, you know, we spoke about how Gail Broughton probably wants to be touching the ball every single set in that first half, not to be dramatic, but that's how they're going to have to try and fight their way through the Roosters. Um, look, Tonegato, you know, no, no, no rest here. You know, even if you have to give her a, a tiny bit of a spell, leaving nothing in the tank. Uh, Tonegato has to be a massive part of this offense heading into this one. Yeah, she's a special attacking player. She's got something that we haven't really seen much in the NRL. She's very, very unpredictable. Um, And I think she's going to have to step up to the plate big time for this final. Um, Out the back, she's so powerful when she runs, um, coming off those sweeper plays. So I think the combo between her and Rachel Pearson will need to be really, really good coming into that final game. And if it is on fire, they'll be hard to stop. Yeah, we'll get to the forwards in a second, but it would be good if they could get a little bit of momentum through the middle because Tonegato hunting the ruck, which is clearly what she's got to do this week, you know, that's going to add something a little bit different. Not just using her in good ball, but, um, you know, Tonegato, let's be honest, she can attack you from anywhere on the football field. We just need that one offload, that little bit of momentum, you know, a little bit of lazy play in and around the markers. And, uh, you know, she's obviously going to take it all the way to the house. So, yeah, look, keep an eye on her. This is it. 
there's no more tomorrows, um, and I think there's a little bit of legacy on the line in terms of who this club wants to be because I know they want to be something pretty special. Uh, Sienna, they've got the talent on the wings, obviously, to finish off opportunities. Um, I think that's obvious. Um, another player that I wanted to call out, Elsie Albert. You know, oh, yeah. Sienna, you know, we're, we're talking about potentially uh, because there are a few other forwards in the competition who are at that elite level, but Elsie could be anything. Elsie could be that generational talent that we rarely see. Um, again, I, I, I hold her to very, very high standards. She's had some very special moments so far this year, but, you know, this has to be a 10 out of 10 game from Elsie. Can she deliver in the biggest game up against some of the biggest names in the competition? She sure can. I have no doubt that she can. She's such a powerful runner and she she takes it personally. She's a player where you can see she's taking it personally. If there needs to be a big hit, Elsie's there. If there needs to be a huge run, she's also there. Um, I, I think you're right. She is a once-in-a-generational sort of talent that we're seeing. Um, she's such a physical build. She's such a phenomenal footballer. Um, it's just so exciting to watch her play. Um, and I think she brings like a level of intensity to the Dragons forwards. You know, you've got Tara McGraw-West there now, um, Kezi Apps, Tale Holmes, Shaley Bent. Um, there's just a few of them that, you know, make these huge runs, but it's all, you know, Elsie inspired. I think she comes off with these huge runs and it almost forces the other forwards to step up and say, okay, me next, I guess. And I want to see her impose her will in defense as well. We've seen the highlights where she's running over people, but you know, again, I, 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 you know, again, I, I, I love my Knights, but, you know, I'd really love to see her take it to, you know, attack with your defense. You know, she is a player that can do some serious, serious damage. Sienna, at times I feel like the Dragons can lack a little bit of creativity. You know, there has been moments where, you know, defenses have been able to handle what they've got to offer. Um, look, when they're on, the Dragons' attack is absolutely unbelievable. But I think the key player to it, uh, the player who does have that creativity, that does have that spark. Who else? Keely Davis there at hooker. Talk to me a little bit about this pesky number nine who just continues to get better game on game. Again, the best players in our game, you know, they, they love the biggest moments. These semifinals, this is this is it. Yeah, Keely's so exciting to watch. She's always jumping out really, really quickly around the ruck. She catches someone napping and she's off. Um, quick offloads, all those kind of things. Um, she's gonna, she's an electric player for the Dragons, and she's gonna be crucial to them taking out the Knights. Um, obviously, you've got Quincy there as well, so it comes on, gives her a little bit of a spell. Um, Keely's just gonna need to give it everything she's got in both attack and defense. But if she can really get involved in that attack and really get them going and um, making directional orders around the park, um, Dragons are gonna go really, really well. So, you know, we'll get to our predictions in a sec, but I think one of the things that I anticipate in this one is the Dragons may take a little bit of time to settle into the game. Um, it's just something I've noticed a little bit over time. I expect the Knights to might get out to a little bit of a lead, whether that's one try. I do expect the Dragons to be standing underneath their posts down in a semifinal early on against the Newcastle Knights. But when you've got experienced veterans, when you've got experienced leaders such as Holly Wheeler and Kezi Apps there, I mean, could you ask for any better leadership, any better veterans to be there in that moment? Talk to us a little bit about the importance of Kezi and Holly because, look, this game isn't going to go 
the Dragons' way for the full 70 minutes. But having Kezi there, having Holly there to keep things settled, I, I think it's a... I think it's so important when you come into these do-or-die games. Yeah, I I think out of all the NRLW teams, best leadership is at the Dragons. Um, Kezi, you know, she's led everything there is to lead. Um, she's such a cool, calm and collected player. She always looks like, oh, guys, this is fine, you know, could be down, but no stress, you know, we'll come back from this one. And Holly takes it personally. She likes to lead from the front. She likes to put a big hit on or make a big run, really inspires her team to get behind her. So I think if they are down, and I think you're probably right on that, they will be behind on the scoreboard early. It's going to be up to Kezi and Holly to really take it in their stride and lead the Dragons from the front, and I think they will do that. Yeah, just to try and settle uh, some of the younger players. And, um, yeah, look, you know, the the Newcastle Knights, pretty intimidating, obviously. Huge win uh, in that last round, but uh, they head into this one. Uh, Sienna, I am a little bit worried about the Knights heading into this one, and I'm not just trying to downplay the Newcastle Knights, but... It has been an emotional roller coaster their season. They always seem to be there or there, like, you know, the opposition, they're, they're always there. Um, they always have an opportunity to win the game. Um, obviously, that, you know, that last game, the Knights really put someone away, but the Knights have just got a little bit of a habit of, you know, keeping teams in the contest. They've got a bit of an error in them at the wrong time. Um, again, this is a brand new football team getting thrown together, coming up against a Dragons team that have had two years of building friendships, combinations and everything. Sienna, the Knights just don't make sense. I mean, they're star-studded. They've got incredible players, but rugby league's harder than that, and they're just making it look so easy. Talk to me a little bit about the Newcastle Knights because, yeah, what, what we're watching out there is pretty pretty special for a new group. Yeah, Dan, I don't want to make you worried about your beloved Knights, but I agree with you. I think there could be a lot of room for the Dragons to steal this one quite easily away from them. Um, They are very fresh as a team. The talent there is unreal, like Kira Dib, Millie Boyle, Tamika Upton, you know, Jesse Southwell as well now. Like the talent is unbelievable, but there's so much talent chucked together and so little time. You know, this is a quick season. They haven't had long to build these combos. And you are right. There always feels like, oh, they could lose this one, you know, and they have come away and won a lot of them, but they don't make it easy on themselves. That's for sure. So I think it's going to be really important for their forwards to lead the way here. You know, they lost Hannah Southwell early on, which was a big loss for them. And they've still managed to, you know, make such big moves in the competition. But I think someone like Millie Boyle is going to be the key to them taking this win, um, keeping them on the front foot and keeping them calm and keeping them in a, a good space on the field um, will be key to them taking this one. And she's an experienced player. So I think it's going to be on her to really lead the Knights. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Johnston, Higgins, Boyle, Clydesdale, you know, obviously that's been the – well, you know, there's a few other players who've been playing some good footy. We'll get to in a second, but that really is the Newcastle Knights in terms of that. You know, that that that's as good as a forward pack's going to get. So, you know, when you think about what the Dragons are going to try and do, they're going to try and play fast, going to try and keep the ball in play. They're going to try and gas Johnston and Boyle. But, um, you know, for the Newcastle Knights, it's about taking their opportunities. When Johnston and Boyle are on the football field together, they want to maximise their points. You know, whilst Caitlin Johnston and Millie Boyle on the field, you need to score as many points as you possibly can because at that moment you are as strong as you're possibly going to be. Uh, that's for sure. Sienna, you're a half. 
Hey, one of the best coming through, by the way. Just a bit of a you know, bit of a nudge to some of the uh, NRLW uh, people listening. Uh, you are a half now. When you come up against a superstar fullback, you, you know you've had this chat so many times from coaches. Can we not kick the ball to their number one? Because quite often they've got their they've got their absolute superstar there in the fullback position. The Newcastle Knights, Tamika Upton, special player, my friend. The Dragons going to have to be careful. Yeah, if you're kicking it straight to her, you're going to be running after her as she scores a try, you know, you can't give her any space at all. And she's someone that is really clever with her positioning. So she'll be in the right spot. If you're going to kick it straight at her, she'll get it and take it and run away with it. So, you know, they're going to have to be really careful. You know, Rachel Pearson, Fumayono, they're going to have to be super, super careful where they're kicking and kick for spaces and corners and really try and trap the Knights in one spot. And the same goes for the Knights as well. I mean, if you kick it straight to Emma Tonegato, see you it's later. Tonegato, Tamika Upton, that that is just worth the price of admission, not not to mention all the other one-on-one battles as well. But I agree, kicking the corners. Look, it sounds simple, but this look, you know, the, the, our game is simple. You know, kicking the corners, getting away from that superstar fullback, and then backing yourself because what then happens is Tamika Upton will come in for a scoot in uh, place two. But Sienna, the Dragons forwards, they'll back themselves. You know, Tamika's not the biggest player. You know, you, you sort of limit her ability there to do, do it a lot of damage. But when she's just got to beat one player and then run 100, it's, uh, you know, that's something she's going to back herself. Um, We're going to talk about Jessie. We're going to continue to talk about her whilst ever she continues to play outstanding football. Sienna, again, you know, you're right there. You're one of the stars of our game coming through as a half yourself, but this isn't easy to take that step up in the NRLW. Jessie, she's just making it look easy at the moment. Yeah, she's playing awesome footy at the moment. I mean, she's played awesome footy for a long time, so it's no surprises there. I think she's got to be careful. You know, she's only 17. Um, On the big stage, that can be pretty intimidating, I guess. She's playing players that have been playing in the NRLW since it started. So to come in and really take this confidence, um, it's great to see. She's a confident player. She's a confident person. I mean, she's played and won a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games. I guess that would make you confident. But, yeah, she's got to be careful. Just back herself and go for it. Um, She can't doubt herself. When you leave room for doubt, that's when errors come. And I don't think she's going to leave any room for errors. Yeah, and look, it's just a shout-out to the Newcastle Knights coaching staff because, you know, you'd be tempted to overcoach her this week, you know what I mean, to say, hey, you know, just keep it simple, conservative, kick to corners, play. But that's not her game, you know what I mean? And start as soon as you start to sort of take that away, you start to take away some of her um, some of her best work, her ability to run first. And, you know, you talk about creative plays in the game, Keely Davis, Jesse Southwell's creating so much for the Newcastle Knights at the moment. So, look, I think the coaches know what they're doing. They'll probably sit back and say, you do your thing. And, look, if it leads to an error here or there, yes, it's in a big game, but you're going to take that because of um, everything she's able to produce. All right, Sienna, no sitting on the fence. Dragons, Knights, who gets the job done here? You've tipped the Roosters. So you've tipped the, you know, the Roosters to be in the grand final. So who plays the Roosters? Is it going to be a, a rematch of last year or, or can the Knights get this job done? Oh, it's such a tough one. Um, I'm going to back the Dragons. I think they've got consistency 
And I think they can pull it out in the big games. I want to see a grand final rematch. I'm going for the Dragons, but it's going to be really, it's really gonna, close. It's going to be crazy. Look, if Tonegato scores two tries, it's over. You know, Dragons yeah. win. So for me, I'm going to tip the Knights, obviously, Newcastle boy, Hunter. Uh, but look, I've got a lot of love for the Dragons. But it's as simple as that. Tonegato scores two tries. It's it's it, The night's over. So uh, there we go. Tonegato versus Tamika Upton. Um, there's going to be some incredible individual clashes. But... Yeah, there we go. Just going to have to uh, sit back and uh, enjoy. All right, well, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, so okay. my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Sienna, MVP chat already in Rapid Fire. That's a question I've got for you. This is tough. There has been so there has been so many individual players that have been outstanding throughout the competition so far. Um, if you had to call it right now, who's the one player that really stands out to you? I think Racine McGregor's on another level. Her kicking and her timing has just been perfect this season. She came out of a really strong Harvey Norman season and she's just amped it up to another level in the NRLW. Um, at the moment, she's my MVP of the season. I just I, I cannot agree with you more. And again, probably, you know, just doesn't have um, a lot of flash to her name. That's not how she pays her bills. But she Mm. is the perfect half. She is, you know, she's got the kicking game uh, and she's got so much control and so much awareness in and around what needs to happen at what what times. You know, when when things, you know, because, you know, one of the things that is a little bit deceiving with the Roosters, you look at their record and you think everything went their way you know, every single game, 70 minutes each and every week. And that wasn't the case. Ray had to really dig in and sort of, you know, try and fight back momentum, calm the team down, come up with the right opportunities and plays. And, you know, the way that she's, you know, helped bring this squad together this year just shows an incredible amount of leadership as well. So, yeah, what an impressive impressive season uh, from an outstanding player. Look, for me, uh, obviously I've got to go with my mighty Newcastle Knights. It's Caitlin Johnston. You know, again, you talk about generational plays in LC Albert. You know, Caitlin is pretty scary. You know, she is putting her hand up to say, you know, she's very modest as well, which I love about her. But let's be honest, if she's not putting her hand up to say, I am the best forward in the game right now, but she is just so young. Again, this is my, I've been saying it ever since we started the podcast. Where are some of these players going to be in four or five years' time? Sienna. When you're out there starring as a halfback in this competition, like I know you will be, um, please try and avoid Caitlin Johnson. Uh, yeah, for, I'll be running the other way. <laughs> just for your own safety. Hey, and a little bit of a little bit of love for Sammy Bremner as well. Um, just again, a player who I've kept a very close eye on in this competition. Um, don't be surprised. You know, you talk about some of the other big big name fullbacks um, that are still alive in the competition. Don't be surprised if Bremner um, has a very very special end of competition uh, there for the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, team. Well, that's all the time we have. Sienna, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our fans, to our listeners, we really do appreciate all of your support. How can you continue to support us? It's simple. Download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, 
check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.